Welcome to the Everything Action Cast, the official podcast of EverythingAction.com. Hello and welcome to the Everything Action Cast podcast for the week of February 5th, 2024. I'm your host, Zach. I'm your co-host, Chris. And yeah, we are bopping our way back to 1979 this week to celebrate the 45th anniversary of The Warriors, uh, the cult classic Walter Hill movie that, you know, its impact is still being felt to this day, 45 years later. I mean, last year, John Wick Chapter 4, like the entire like last act of that movie is just The Warriors, basically. <laughs> or at least like heavily if, 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 heavily featured homage to like The Warriors, including like a DJ, like sending out poppers to go kill John Wick, so... Oh, yeah. If this is, like... That that was out of nowhere, either. There was never anything featured in the trailer. There was only, like, maybe a hint that there was a network in France, but mm. who knew that the French network was gonna use a warrior signal? Yeah. That everyone, everyone listens to the radio, and, like, it's, like, there's, like, like thinly coded messages from the, a radio DJ. But uh, yeah, and then also like so, back in nineteen seventy nine, like the Warriors, it's, it's also a movie that like almost never did it come out or like barely came out, <laughs> but it still had you know still has like huge impacts. Um, there was a lot of uh controversy about it, where like because there, in back you know back in the seventies, like late seventies, especially in like New York and all these, like all these major cities, like a lot of a lot of actual gang violence going on, like other other violence going on, and then. There's a lot of violence happening in the screenings, apparently. You're like some screenings were you know having like vandalism or uh, people getting killed, apparently. And so Paramount, who put out the movie when it came out, were like, "Hey, if like there's a lot of stuff going on, if you don't, if you want to like take the movie out of your theater, it's fine. We'll pay you back whatever the cost of it, like the rent from us was." So it it, it, it barely got like a release uh, back in 1999, but it, you know it built up a cult a cult following afterwards on you know cable probably in like home video and now yeah now we're now it's, now it's celebrated as like this like absolute like classic cult classic uh 70s action movie uh i definitely try to remember watching this as a kid and it just stopped being on tv and it took me to like the early 2000s to hunt down where i could rent a vhs copy before like the DVD was released, mm-hmm. and that wasn't like a Blu-ray or anything. It was just like a port. And yeah, I just remember like the mythos of this movie. First, you just hear about it. You would the references were very vague. You the, see that like, can you dig it was like was basically that like maybe the can you dig it and the Warriors come out to play. Yeah, the kid in, in middle school around the like late nineties, early two thousands, like you just didn't. You just like oh, I think I know that, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and also, then, yeah, the, the posters I come back to, like that, like like hand, like that drawing poster was just like a thousand, like <laughs> like people, g- g- game members, like these are the armies of the knights. <laughs> and like, you don't know what the movie's gonna be based on like, that poster. You just think, oh, it's just yeah. like a lot of people. Uh, yeah, like, and that's not even the cover. I think I saw. I think I saw like the black cover, and then it's the. Um, it's just like grainy footage of them walking, of the warrior group walking. So it's not even this. This is like a cooler cover. Yeah, like the original hand drawn poster art. Um, 
so yeah, I just like where that law. Lo- I, I don't know. I consider myself that lost generation that didn't discover this until way later. I think it's, de- it's definitely like the power of this movie, though. Like, if someone starts like clinking bottles together, like three to oh, three yeah. bottles together, like you know, ev- every person alive knows what that where that came from, and they, they'll start saying like, "Warriors come out to play," probably. Right. I think um, the Rockstar game really brought it back in the light too. They did a really good job of bringing this film, like, yeah. into more cult following. I think that, that was. I think that was like, wasn't that like an anniversary year, like the thirtieth anniversary or fortieth anniversary? Oh, yeah. Like. Yeah, so, so, so one, I think it was definitely like an it was, it was like an anniversary like year for like the Warriors and like Rockstar was like yeah we're gonna make a a game based on it. No, it was like twenty fifth from seventy nine yeah. to two thousand five. Yeah, twenty fifth yeah. anniversary. It was like a big like marketing push. It was a team up, but yeah. Uh, though the Warriors game kind of did some sleazy things where they they got like the voice clips but didn't pay everyone for the rights. So there there is some bad. Con- we'll talk more about the the end, but. Yeah. yeah, Rockstar doesn't look is not exactly the heroes. <laughs> but the uh, the movie itself is also based on a novel, a novel by uh, the author Saul Yorick that came out in 1965. So it was definitely it was a you know quite a while before from the from the book to the movie, um, and the book is apparently you know neither of us has read it, but apparently just kind of like looking into like. Wikipedia and some other sources. Uh, apparently, it's like very a lot more uh, like dark and depressing, and like it really digs into like social issues, like social commentary, and really digs into like society and why like why these like gang members have to be in like gangs and like how society failed them. And that that makes more sense in the novel where. It's an allegory for the war that the the, the Greek uh, war was was showing, where it's like, okay, this is just the life. You you know, they had no choice and the struggles. Then the novel was all right, inspired by that, but also looking at like early eighties gang warfare in New York and just sort of the poverty and and the like social class issues. Mm-hmm. You kind of get that at the end of this movie. Like, they kind of forget that. Like, for almost 80% of the movie, they're like, oh, shit, like, we gotta remind people that, like, this New York isn't just like this all the time. Yeah. yeah growing it, up, like, in the 80s, like, or, like, you know, coming out of that 80s phase in New York, they cleaned up the image really well. But, like, this was just New York. Like, at some, like, from <laughs> the 70s to, like, 80, I'm gonna say 84? It was just this. It looked mm-hmm. like this for a while until, like, Mayor Giuliani just sort of said, all right, we got to clean up this city. Like, the the mayor before him started putting some stuff. Mayor Giuliani, after that, was like, all right, we got to do the no broken window rule where they didn't want broken windows on streets. So, because when a building has a broken window, like, it invites more people to break more windows. Mm-hmm. And then he, his policy was we got to clean up, like, the windows first. The beer prior was like, we gotta stop graffiti on trains. Because back then, you can just do that. <laughs> you know, there wasn't a, nothing to stop you. Oh, yeah, I mean, and, and the Warriors is, like, just covered in graffiti. Like, Yeah, New like, York was just graffiti central. I feel like the Warriors and, like, Taxi Driver are, like, are, like just the, the two, like, just showing, like, that New York is, like, just, like, most dangerous, seediest, like, like, you could, like, it's, New York is, like, a, like, it's, like almost like a apocalyptic wasteland of, like, <laughs> crime and graffiti and 
like lawlessness. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was. That's why um, it took a while for New York to clean its image. Uh, I mean, LA is no, no, you know, pageant winner itself, but New York definitely just had more movies that showcase that thing. But uh, yeah, so the so the basic so basic premise of the Warriors. I mean, I don't know why you're listening if you haven't seen the Warriors. But if you haven't seen the Warriors, um, there it, it's the, the the gang from uh, Coney Island, the Warriors, um, are invited to a meeting of every gang in New York City, which is there's like I don't know if there's hundreds, but like dozens of gangs that each have like their own section of New York, but then. There is the leader of the Riffs, that I guess is like the most, the most powerful gang in the city. Um, Cyrus calls everyone to a meeting, and then he proposes that they should all work together because they outnumber the cops like five to one, and they could take over the entire city, and then they'll run the city. But then okay. he, oh, no, go, go on. Oh, and then but then he's assassinated by Luther, who is the leader of the Rogues, and who is just like a like a, a like a. <laughs> Weasley maniac who just likes likes chaos and just like just does whatever he wants whenever he feels like it, and then he accuses the warriors of doing it, and then the, the warriors are on the run. They have to get back. They have to get from, um, what is it? It's uh, Van Cortland Park in uh, the Bronx, right? Or yep, that back to Coney Island, which is, which is thirty miles. I mean, they're representing at least the original, or not the original, maybe not the original in these days, but. They're, they're representing the stops that all the gangs come from in each kind of neighborhood territory. Yeah. Because um, one thing I want to mention is Cyrus did the weird math of saying there, there are at least 22 gangs there. And then there's nine representatives and it's supposed to be, what, like a thousand people in that park? Well, I think he, I think he says there's a hundred. There's hundred gangs there. There's nine. Okay. There's nine nine people from each gang, so that's nine hundred people. And then each gang probably has more people in reserve. And there's also like kind of unassociated yeah. people that they can like bring in. So that like he thinks they have like force of like sixty thousand. Sixty thousand, yeah. Like gang like, members that they can like go against the cops with, and, like just take over the city. So I'm just thinking like, huh, that's the math kind of works out, I guess. I was, like, doing it. I was like, huh, all right. I mean, it's impressive of sounding it, but it's, like, unverified. Well, the, the, uh, warrior, the Warriors definitely don't seem like they, they, don't, they don't have any other reserve members. It's no, just, it's, like just, it's just them. Like, yeah, everybody. It's nine representatives, so that was a requirement. They had to find... Like, they look like they barely got nine together. Yeah. Like, the Orphans had more than nine people. In <laughs> oh, my God, the Orphans. Um, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, the other thing was, I'm looking at all the gangs that, like, all the things that these list. These are the gangs from just uh, the, I guess the the East Coast, like the East Side of New York, because they don't mention so much the like Long Island, Staten Island, uh, no, yeah. the, you know, all the other like boroughs. It's just mainly Bronx, Manhattan. There's, there's, and there's, there's, there's no like Queens. No Queens, yeah. I mean, you could go through Queens in the train line. I'm not sure if that's quick. I'm pretty sure it's not. I think now it is because there's better train lines you can branch from. But but back then, they um, yeah, you had to go to Union Square. That's sort of the turn. That's where you would hop and then switch to the next train. Mm -hmm. To me, I've done like trying to go from Brooklyn to Manhattan and then Manhattan to the Bronx. 
and then that I feel like is like a two-hour train ride, maybe more. But mm-hmm. they, they apparently it's only thirty miles, and I'm just thinking like, what? That's thirty. That's it can't be thirty miles. Maybe the last stretch is thirty miles, but not the not the freaking maybe, train ride. Yeah, maybe maybe like you know, like as the crow flies, as they say, like maybe like it's a straight like if you could like just like literally go straight from. <laughs> The Van Cortland Park to Coney Island, it's like 30 miles, but then... No, no, it can't be. It just, I don't know, I mean, look, yeah. but... That's what Wikipedia says, maybe Wikipedia is not the best source of, like, it's not always the best source of info, but... It's it's a, long, it's a long way, especially in, like, 70s New York. <laughs> where, where, they have, where it's like the worst of the cops and all, these, all the gangs after them. Alright, it's like 44 miles. Okay. And then if you do it by train, I don't know, train train time. So it's like a two-hour train ride, depending on the stops. Mm-hmm. But, they, I mean, was every train at that hour express? I don't know. Anyway, I, I, that, that's I, just I, the inner New Yorker in me trying to figure yeah. out, like, if this is something that is feasible. I do, I do like how they... Um... So like the movie like constantly figures out a way to like let them like force them off the train or like yes. not be able to use the trains like 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 there's like a a fire on the tracks at one point so they have to get off that train then it's like they get chased off by the cops from another station and there's like also like another gang in another station so like they can't they can't like they take the subway all the way from Coney Island to the park but then they can't take the subway back from the park to Coney Island because there's constantly something like interfering with them doing that. That is true. That that's I'm like okay. That's why it's like a whole Odyssey to get back. <laughs> eight hour ordeal because they start at yeah. night, which I assume is around nine. It's the summer, so maybe like seven, and then they get back on sunrise. Yeah. So it's like a long, long time. But yeah, the um, the gang introduction has a pretty cool sequence at the beginning. Where they're t- like talking That's... about like everything, trying to catch you up. That opening, oh, mind you, that, mind that, you, yeah. The version we watch is the ultimate edition that has the Walter Hill introduction. Yeah, there's Walter. Yeah, so so when Walter Hill was first making this movie, he wanted to have because he felt it had like a very like comic book style and a comic book aesthetic, but he didn't have the money or the time to put. It. He wanted to put comic book like transitions in and like like comic book like text on it and stuff. But he couldn't do that in the original movie. But then, this uh, whenever the uh, like Ultimate Director's Cut came out um, on Blu-ray, he was able that he was finally able to like put in his what he wanted, which was like these like creep show esque uh, transitions between scenes, where it's like it'll, it'll stop, it'll turn to a comic book, there'll be like a text on the screen, and it'll, it'll go to the next scene. It works with some of it, like a good amount of it. It works just to speed it up and give you a break and kind of like in those seconds absorb in that scene yeah some scenes just don't work some scenes just add some sort of silliness to it that takes you out of the drama i think the, the worst one the worst one to me is uh when the train when the train pulls into coney island and it's like an animated train like an animated oh, like, train and it's just like wow that looks bad like like it's it's it looks great when it's like you're like you're like you know it's like you're stopping the act like freeze framing it and then making a comic book panel but like, do like a motion comic thing on it like does not look good it looks like an app did it yeah it's like something like a free an uh, app with a trial date um was and, animating it, a frame. yeah 
and it also has like it has an intro that like describes the Greek like the actual like Greek um story that both the movie and the novel are based on uh the Anabasis which is about like Xenophon this like Greek military le- mercenary leader and then like he had a force of, like 10,000 troops that were like, caught between basically they went uh, I think they were like fighting the Persians and they were caught like between behind enemy lines that they had to fight their way back from like this like very like you know hostile territory back to like where their home territory was no they need to their ship but yeah they're, they're, oh yeah they're trying to get to the, the ocean because then they, if they got the ocean they got their ships they could get back to you know greece or, whatever, or athens where they're trying to get to uh which you know the movie ties in for most of it but really at the end they kind of have like a more poetic moment with it about getting seeing the ocean calling yeah. home and feeling yeah. safe. So yeah. I kind of wish that was more involved uh, during some downtime. But, like, like, I feel like the ending arc is them trying to go, oh, shit, let's be a little poetic. Let's try to cram <laughs> as much from the gang, it, the silly gang introductions, and then the fighting, and then the, I guess, like, 70s fight choreography. <laughs> It's a lot of wild punches, and yeah. karate wasn't prevalent yet, like as a staple. No one knew how to do like kicks. Well, it's interesting because um, the stunt coordinator is uh, Craig R. Baxley, who uh, you know went on to make a bunch of awesome movies like uh, Action Jackson, starting the late Carl Weathers, R.I.P., and um, I Call Him Peace, and Stone Cold, and Sniper Two, and then. Yeah, movies without kicking in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't a martial arts guy. No, a lot of brawling, which is fine. But in the Warriors, it feels like only one gang knew really how to do kicks, and that was just the riffs. Well, the the riffs are dressed in like full on like they're all wearing like geese. They're like they're like a full on like martial arts gang. And everyone else is just sort of cobbled together, and you kind of find out that a lot of them are just kids. It's also funny, like like um. Like Cleon, like the the leader of the Warriors, uh, at least for like the first <laughs> like five minutes of the movie, like it seems like he has like actual like, martial arts skills. Like he's mm-hmm. like, like Jim Kelly. What's like, wrong with him? Like I'm he, always shocked about his like appearances. I I yeah I, I most I'm I was surprised again like how little he's in the movie he's in because like he's like the focus of like the intro and like the, all the Warriors are talking to him before the meeting, and then yeah he just he just gets jumped by the rifts and just like beaten down and we're assuming he died. He died. Everyone says yeah every every reference of it is just like he was pretty much like um, beaten to death in that dog pile. Yeah, because that's why they don't question him. They don't they don't do it. It's all like rage from his uh, from. Uh, Cyrus's group. Yeah, I'm. So, I'm. I'm also shocked. Like how, like the riffs. Like it, it happens twice in the movie. But, like the riffs just like take information at face value. It's just like they don't question it. They don't ask. Que- they just like like Lu- like Luther's like. No, the warriors did it. You're like oh, okay, the warriors did it. We gotta get, we gotta kill them. And then like later on, like another guy shows up and is like, hey, the, like Luther did it. And like okay, we believe you now. Yeah, like- for, it's so weird. Like I said, this is why I'm saying the hint is that the rifts aren't the brightest. Is because that's why I'm like think about uh, Cyrus's mat. So that kind of gives you an indication where he's just like it's unverified. Then you think about like oh, that guy shot it. It's like we don't have a gun. Like you know. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It, okay, you think he would use it to save his life from being beaten to death? 
and then the um during the whole time none of the reports say that the warriors had a gun while they're running for their lives all right the only time that the gun is shown again is at the end but even and before Luther, then Luther, Luther still has it like he never like gets rid of the gun or like tries to like he's... It. It, it's probably got like five bullets in it you know like <laughs> yeah the one spent shell inside of it so uh, we won't know it, just the wrists are like whatever and, like just point at a white person will beat him or like point to somebody <laughs> you, yeah you, you just tell you just tell them oh this guy did it they'll be like get him <laughs> but, tell the dj tell, tell, tell the dj put the message out the hit so, okay, so we're gonna go back a little bit to uh, Cyrus's death and how the warriors get blamed. Yeah, Cyrus shoots. I mean, uh, Luther, shoots, Luther Cyrus. shoots Cyrus, and then I forget which which word exactly. Not Vernon. Fo- Fox. Fox. Fox points like it's just staring. He's the only one that stares right at Luther, and he saw it. But he, he, he doesn't say anything though. He just runs. Like he should have just been like, oh, like if Luther's saying like, oh. Warriors did it. Like Fox should be like, no, I saw Luther do it. And he'd like check him for a gun. He has a fucking gun. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. Check the guy with the gun. Obviously, he did it. But yeah. here's another thing. Like, how, unless do they all know each other? Because like, it's hard from a massive mob to like point out which group is what. Especially yeah. when the warrior's name is on the back. Mm-hmm. The 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 rogues. I think like you see their. They have like a patch on their back, I think. Yeah, and they're a lot. Of, so. A lot. A lot of a lot of them have like kind of like motorcycle gang like coat, like jackets or shirts that yes. have like their patch. Yeah, vest with like, their shirt, in the, like their name in the back. But other people don't have any like <laughs> no. identifiable things. So that's what I'm saying. Like, what happens if it was a gang guy that just had like a blue shirt? How would you know that gang? Yeah, but they but do you- like the as much as I'm bashing it, the only thing that makes sense is that all these gangs don't hide their gang affiliation. That's the one thing. Like, they, like the Warriors do bring it up where, like, they could have easily taken off their vest, Warrior yeah. vest. Yeah. And that would have saved them the headache. But they said no. Like, that's not who they are. They'll never yeah. uh, take off their vests. But then, like, spoiler alert, like, Swan has second thoughts about living this life. <laughs> we won't know, but it, it makes sense for it. But it, it's kind of crazy because even then, it's like at the end, it's like he went all for this for his gang, his pride, and it's just like it was this worth it? The, yeah, book, we, the book goes in that first. The book goes in that like way more. Well, he's he's got he's got the scene where they, when they first get back to Coney Island, it's just like this is what we are fighting to get back to. This shit, <laughs> like Coney Island in the seventies and in the mid eighties was a hellhole. Yeah. Um, so Astral World, if you saw that state, I think it was still open for a few more years, but I think um, in the early 80s, there was like one more, a few more incidences, then they closed it. And then I think in like 1992 and three, they like, New York threw a ton of money mm-hmm. into revitalizing it. And I think in 1998, they reopened that the famous like wooden roller coaster that's there the cyclone yeah the cyclone yeah but before that it was just sitting there <laughs> well, I, mean, I mean there's like a there's a shot like when they're like walking they're like walking through like coney island and there's like a, just a building in the back like cl- like collapsing <laughs> like oh, yeah. it's like ruins like so their base is basically just a shit like um like it's like a joker out of <laughs> 
You know? Yeah, I you don't really see there where they are, but it's just like they live. They live. They, their hangout is this broadwalk. I know the game goes into it a lot better, but it's not that much better. Yeah, I'm surprised they're not they're not like clown based because they're, they're like you know they basically operate out of like an amusement park. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not like the warriors are coming out of like a gym or like some sort of like rock quarry or some um, Mayan temple. You know, like they're not. They they are just a bunch of I think I think we're gonna bring this up like almost every gang multicultural, except yeah, for like the rogues. I think it's yeah it's it's kind of it's crazy because there, there's like not really it's not really any racism like no one is like oh I hate this gang because they're all black it's just like yeah every gang is like most every gang is like multi multiple like multiple cultures like every like no one cares like yeah they don't hate them because of like some sort of bias on skin tone. Which I it's just, thought it's just, was pretty progressive. It's just like you're in you're in this other gang. I hate you because you're in like a different gang. That's yeah, it. I hate you for your colors that you wear voluntarily. I don't hate yeah. your skin. And then you know they're all a little sexist, but and then oh my Ajax was like yeah the, by today's standard the worst. But I mean you're not supposed to like him. No, even though he is likable to some degree. And and James Remar, I feel like. He's the like of all the like the warriors, like he's the one who's definitely had like the biggest career post the warriors. Oh yeah, uh, he's, I he's, think he's been in so much stuff. Blew and, up. Yeah, and before that, he was just very like pretty boy guy. I mean, James, young James Renar, I get it, but he um he didn't develop that uh, I guess the superstar lead yet. So I know we all know that Walter Hill loved him, and then tried to get him in more of his projects. Yeah, he he was in, he was in Forty Hours Later, and um, not sure not sure about any other ones, but uh, well, but yeah, that, I mean, that helped him. And yeah. then was Forty Eight Hours after Aliens because he couldn't be in Aliens because like he got like a drug charge because he had a lot of weed on him. I mean, Forty Eight Hours was uh. 82. Okay, and then Aliens was... 86. 86, wow. Alien or Aliens? Aliens. Okay, yeah, so that was 86, yeah. Interesting. Well, you know, he's still around. He's still making movies. Yes. He, again, he was uh, not the main hero. He's part of the gang, but yeah, out of everyone, he walked away with like the bigger career. Ajax, he's like, I'll say Ajax is like the Raphael of the Warriors. Like he's like the hot headed. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, a little way more rougher. He was like, yes, yeah. He was like sexist. He's uh, crude, disrespectful. Yeah, rapey. Yeah, like his downfall. Which in in the Greek story of Ajax, he was just he had a weakness in his leg, mm-hmm. but. This was uh, this was a lot. This was it's, Ajax's weakness was women. I yeah, well, I really I noticed in this, like in, like we're watching again recently, like a lot of like a lot of the downfall or like a lot of the issues that the Warriors run into are like evolve around women. Like so, like Ajax gets arrested by the undercover cop, and then Fox uh, gets killed because he tries to save 
Mercy. Mercy. And, it, and Mercy causes all the issues, like, to begin with, where she's, like, trash talking them when they're. Because they, they were about ready, like, like, the orphans who are, like, the, the lame. They're not even, like, they, they didn't get invited to the meeting. They're just, like, this, like. <laughs> they wear, like, they wear, like, green shirts that they, like, wrote orphans on the back of. Yeah, they didn't even get, like, a patch job. Yeah, but she, like, comes out of the building and she's, like, trash talking them and the warriors. And then, like, that, that, like, pisses off both of them. So then that's why, like,. Because the warriors, like, the orphans were like, ready to like, oh yeah, warriors, you can like walk through, it's fine. And then like Mercy comes out, and it's like, oh, you guys are a bunch of chickens, like, and then it's like, oh, all right, we gotta fight you now. <laughs> like, yeah, her intro is pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I like when she buck bucks and then walks in and then causes basically, I allow the orphans to die, from what is implied. Uh, so yeah, she still lives in that neighborhood, right? Like. Or she's just gonna like she apparently she's just gonna live in like Coney Island now, or like like she, she can swat her and maybe try to like escape the city somehow. Yeah, their romance is weird. Uh, we'll get into that kind of when we get to the part where they have the the team branches off. But uh, let's go back to the orphans for a sec. Well, so, uh, yeah, go, go, go ahead. Yeah. So in the orphan scene, are they the ones that burnt the train station? Because they're not right. Like it's implied that. They think another gang did it, but they don't know who. And then the orphans don't seem like they want to play with fire. Yeah, well, because they escape, they escape from the Turnbulls, like the AC Turnbulls, who have a who somehow have a school bus. <laughs> and they're like they're like they're like the skinheads, but they're like a multicultural skinhead group. They're they're angry, but they're like they're lovingly angry. Yeah, and then, and then the warriors managed to get on a train and escape them. But then, yeah, when they got that train, then like they have to get off that train because like there's a fire going on. And I, yeah, I don't think I don't like, really f- uh, figure out who set that fire. But then the orphans are kind of like, just like stalking them from like the rooftops. So that's and then they don't know what the main story was about. They're only defending no, yeah. the territory. They don't know yeah. what happened. Yeah, at the other place. They're not, they're apparently not listening to the radio. They're not hearing like like. That they need to like bop the, bop the warriors, like so that and then I I did like their interaction. I thought it was longer when I first you know than I originally thought, but they um they do give the warriors a chance where it's like, hey, just don't wear your clothes in our territory. And the warriors are like, hell no. But then they also knew like these guys are nothing. They'll be scared of just the simplest thing. Yeah. And, and, and like their leader, like is such a, like Paul Greco, who's like a like a, like is such like like such an interesting like like that you would not he's think he, you you would not think he's like a gang member at all. Like he looks like Ray Romano or something. He's just, like, he does. Like, you should like you should be like a stand up comic or something. You're not like like you should be like running this gang. So I swear, I swear, like he did, like his, like he's like his mom's just like yelling at him from like the building. Here's like, it's like Sully, get back in here. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the, but the thing is, I guess everyone there is an orphan. Are they, a, or they, or they're just, they just like no thought it was a cool name? I don't know. So, yeah, that Marcy just comes out of a building, which I guess they all live in. Yeah, and either she's been you know, sleeping around the gang, or they they kind of seem like they're tired of her. No one defends her in that whole group. Yeah, there's like, fine, go, her, yeah. And when they see her, they're just like, whatever. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I do like that the warriors silently just make a Molokov cocktail as they're avoiding <laughs> Yeah. They're not even, like, giving a warning, they're just like, alright, bottle time. 
they, they, they didn't come armed, even though they said they weren't going to come armed. They were like, that was like their reserve. Like, <laughs> Cochise had a, a mouth of cocktail ready to go. Well, technically, that was just a bottle of booze. So, yeah. uh, whatever booze it was, it was goddamn super strong because <laughs> yeah. it lit a car on fire that then also exploded and took out a few people. Yeah. Because um, I think one of the reports to uh, Cyrus's like, right hand man, which I don't think we even got his name, it was just. The new guy? Oh, like the rift, like the guy with the sunglasses? Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I, I don't know what his name is. Yeah, <laughs> Cyrus Two. So yeah, he um he takes over, and then he gets he keeps getting updates of all these gangs failing, but also getting reports. So yeah. someone is just making phone calls and saying, "Yeah, we didn't do it," or someone else saw that they didn't, you know, something didn't happen, and then calling in. Yeah. Uh. So I get like how the radio DJ is sort of the last one to know, getting updates on what's happening. But who? Uh, and then during these times, we're getting Luther, who is making phone calls to I don't know who. That that that, that yeah, that's a weird mystery of the movie. Like who is Luther calling? Like because you think that would be like a like a reveal of like oh someone like paid him or like he's like work, he was working for someone to like kill Cyrus and then but then you find out at the end of the movie like. Nope, he was just like I, I. I just like kill. I just like I thought about. I thought it'd be fun, so I did it. Like, yeah, he doesn't even have a boss, and like I feel like that wasn't a big twist. But by today's standards, that would have been more like, oh, I'm in charge of the this gang, blah blah blah. It's like, yeah, no shit. Yeah, because he does feel kind of like a henchman, like a big muscle guy, or like the lieutenant to the main big bad who's orchestrating something. I mean, or that's, it, that's, I mean, his, one of his greatest roles, Sully and Commando. I mean, yeah, it, I feel like he'd just be that guy. Um, I think even a dumber modern twist, and this is how you ruin the Warriors, is that Cyrus faked his death. And it's actually like Cyrus and Luther working <laughs> together. To, right? Doesn't that make sense? Yeah. By a modern version of this story. The Warriors, the Warriors are too, the Warriors are getting too powerful. We had to set them up and get rid of them. Yeah, it was just like a targeted thing, even though it seemed like chaos, because what are the chances? Yeah. Also, like, the police play another role in this movie, being what also breaks up the gathering of the gangs that they could not keep secret. Like, you have a thousand people in this park, and the cops just drive in and then bust the place, like, really easily. They get, like, down to the ground level, like, really fast. It's like what's what's all that shouting over in the, the park? Then uh, the the police are then are just looking at train stations for the rest of the night. We don't ever see them anywhere else but train stations now. Except well, then like like the, the guys in the park that arrest Ajax, like like who do like that sweet like they, they do like that sweet like slide move with their cop car. Oh yeah, like for no reason, no no reason for a slide move, but they do it anyway. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, we'll, we'll talk about this part of the train rides, where this movie is a lot of them riding the train, which makes sense, uh, but when they get to, I think, 96th Street, like, right as they're entering from the Bronx to Manhattan, and that's where things go wrong. Yeah. So, that's where the team splits off into different, like, almost like a Benny Hill skit of them going upstairs, downstairs, back upstairs, and yeah. then... I'm confused of where they went next because it just like, seems like yeah, like who's like who's with who like like because I, I, I it's like you think like oh like 
like Mercy. You think Swan's going with Mercy, but it's 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 Fox, like the random guy, like one of the random guys, and then he gets like thrown into the subway, like like tracks by the cops. He is unceremoniously killed. Like I think. Which, which, uh, yeah, you want to go on that the fact? Yeah, well, like like so. So Thomas G. Waits, who, like, yeah, he he auditioned for Warriors. He got the Warriors. Like, they, like Walter Hill thought he was gonna be like the next like James Dean. Like they were like he and like Larry Gordon, like the producer, like they were like super impressed with him. But then there was like apparently, uh, he was like they were, they, were, they had a screening where they're like showing him like like hey come watch some James Dean movies with us to just to get an idea like what we want you like kind of like your character to be. And then like like they offered him like. Uh, a drink and he refused it because he, I think he was like dealing with like substance abuse or like starting to deal with like substance abuse stuff and he was like I don't want to drink like I'm, like I'm, I have an issue with it and then like apparently that, like insulted Walter Hill and then they just like were like bad, butting heads the entire like rest of like all throughout the like, start of this movie like he was like 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 Thomas G. Waste is like like running off and like getting high and then coming back and like just like complaining about the lines and like complaining about like a bunch of stuff and then he and Walter Hill were, like arguing with each other all the time and then Walter Hill basically at one point just said told Craig Zarbaxley like kill kill this guy I don't care get get him off my fucking set like well I I, I and it's like he's killed in a very like uh, just definite end unlike Cletus or, or, or Cleon. Cleon, or Cleon, there may be a chance, you know, there could have been a loophole or something. No, this guy gets run over by a train. Yeah. It's great. And, like, Craig Baxley was like, uh, well, we kind of need, like, this, this is like, you're killing off a major character, like, like the star of our movie, basically, and then uh, we need some time to, like, set up a stunt, and it's like, well, he was like, no, just, like, figure out something and kill him. Like, get him out of here. It might as well have been a stuntman in a wig. That they like, he slipped in a banana peel onto a train track. Yeah. Because I think none of the crew mourn the losses of anyone. Well, it's going to be like Ajax. But... Well, yeah, no, no one seems to give a shit that Fox gets killed. <laughs> and then they, well, they... they don't know he got killed. Like, yeah. like, Marcy's the only one who was with her, with him, but like, yeah. he doesn't turn around and say, like, oh, he's dead. And. and he also... Yeah. Like, they, also, they also don't seem to care about Cleon either, because like they're they're, they're making sure like who's in charge now. <laughs> like they're like, oh, Cleon got like arrested and maybe killed. All right, who's in charge? Like Swan, you're in charge now, and then Age is like, no, I'm in charge. <laughs> it's like that's what they're more concerned about. They don't really care like about Cleon at all. Well, see, that just shows that these guys are like more kids that they don't know the drama and the effect, and that yeah. you know, um, all they're concerned about is the game. And I think it's smart just because the, the movie does that. That's like for like 80% of the movie, it's all about the gang and then not the like real, the, the realization and what's at stake. Mm-hmm. The only time they kind of take a moment of that is when Ajax gets arrested and then the other guys just watch and they just silently just go, oh shit, like, yeah, cool. But then <laughs> when they meet up with Swan and them, they're like, oh no, he got busted. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. Like, you know, that that's back to them going, hmm. Too bad. And then, um, it's not like a heist movie where they lose a member. They're like, "Oh, more money for us!" Like they didn't. They don't even have that attitude. It's more um, them just dealing with it because their main goal is just to get home, and then I guess they'll deal with it. Which 
I argued that there should have been a little bit more for the more humane side of the guys, but I feel like that ruins the whole tough guy attitude of this movie. Yeah, Walter Hill, all Walter Hill movies are all about, like, you know, the tough guys, like. Yeah, like no, his, no guy <laughs> cries. Like, like, his first movie was, like, Hard Times with Charles Bronson, so. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then, yeah, then obviously Walter Hill made, like, you know, we mentioned 48 Hours, but, like, you know, Red Heat and, um, Streets of Fire and uh, the like the awesome like 1992 movie uh, Trespass, where it's Ice Cube and Ice T versus uh, I think it's uh, William Sanderson and uh, is it Michael Bean maybe I think yeah lot, lot, lots lots of awesome movies in there they're all they're all about like yeah like super tough guys like you know f- like tr- fight fighting fighting other tough guys <laughs> I was I'm surprised and I feel like we got we got to mention I, we have like we're like 40 minutes in already we haven't mentioned the baseball theories yet uh oh that happens really quick I thought again another thought of the uh, happen longer I mean they I mean they're they're probably like besides like the warriors themselves like the baseball theories are probably the most like iconic part of this movie and also the, the like the most like stylistic like they're on uh, they're on one end of the spectrum but they're all like very like uh co- like their costume design and everything is all like very <laughs> over the top and then I mean, on the other spectrum there's just like 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 we were talking about like, oh, some of the other games are like they just wear like a black tank top or like a t-shirt <laughs> so the, the baseball fears is definitely like, the most like theatrical gang Yeah, they have more of a iconic American look. That I guess that's why some people recognize it's, it's just like they become the ma- the secondary mascots to the warrior. Yeah, just I mean, yeah, just the, the face paint, the baseball uniforms, the bats, like, and that's that's probably like that's probably the biggest fight of the movie. Like, cause that like like there's there's some brief fights, but like that's probably the most extended like the warriors fighting people scene. Mm, well, they, they, and then, I, I don't like, know if them and then the punks. I feel like yeah, those are those, those are probably the two like the biggest fights in the movie. I do really love like it's like the um the main baseball warrior like fury guy like the with, like he's got the like the yellow and black face paint where he does like his like crazy like bat like he does like, his bat like a sword thing. Yep. And, then, and then like and Ajax like immediately just like punches him in the face. Uh, another thing about that is that the Furies, I think, just have the longest running scene. Like, they they make them do a cardio sprint, like a almost like a fifty yard dash. Well, ever everyone runs all the time in this movie. Like, like that, that was like one of the like behind the scenes things. <laughs> like when I watched, I watched like a like a one of the special features of the Blu Ray. It's like there's like oh yeah, they're like, we we need guys who could like run all the time because they they're gonna be running all the time. <laughs> We need physically is phys- physically demanding movie. Oh yeah. But yeah, baseball baseball fury is definitely probably, probably the most like iconic gang. Um, was there any other gang like any other gangs that stood out, Chris? I think we, I think we both we were talking about like the punks, who one one of them wears roller skates. 
Like in, in uh, my head, I thought all of them. All the, yeah, which would have been awesome. Like if the entire gang like roller skaters, <laughs> so they, they, that would have like a cool dynamic fight scene. But it's, it's one guy, and then all. But then their uniform is overalls, and then some sort of like striped or colorful shirt, and they basically look like Gallagher or like a like an artist, like a like a painter or something. Yeah, they all look like um, sculptors, like, yeah. Sculpt- the artists, like yeah, like just like labor artists. Um, yeah, I, I quickly going through some of the gang names. Um, some of them are pretty like crazy for what they are, like the Moonrunners. They're yeah. just like a gang in the Bronx. It's not like they're like they're cultists or something. Uh, the Hurricanes, which is just a gang of I guess like Cubans, like you know, I'm trying to like my best to like look at the history of these gangs, just Hispanic gangs. Then, um, obviously, like there's the punks uh, we just talked about, and then the Lizzies was interesting. The li- or, or do I say that, or am I going to that? Oh, well, that, that, that kind of ties into what we were talking about earlier. Where like like it's, it's like women are causing a lot of issues for the warriors like, constantly. Um, yeah, because because like it's it's vermin. Rembrandt and Cochise get like lured into like the like the Liz- by the Lizzies, who are like I think I think I think I I heard or read somewhere like someone was like they're, they're sort of like they're like if if it's like Greek mythology they're, they're like the sirens because they're like luring them to their death basically or trying ah, to lure them to their death. That makes sense. Um. But yeah. So the, yeah, the, the Lizzies like invite them to like their hideout, and then it turns then you find out like. Oh, they're a gang, and they've been listening to the radio the entire time. And they're like very, they're like very pissed off that they killed Cyrus. They, that they're being accused of killing Cyrus. And so that's a whole that's a whole crazy sequence. Yeah. So in that that scene, they focus on one person, Holly, which is the more like I guess the more like athletic girl in that mm-hmm. gang. Yeah, she's the one that sort of looks nervous and is like not talking to anyone. Um, she's also the girl that gets smashed in the face with a chair. <laughs> uh huh. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell if that actress was a stunt woman or. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. Like a lot of that scene plays out just to show the like, uh, like partying, sexual energy of that gang. And then when it gets violent, it just seems like only four of the girls knew how to fight. <laughs> Right? Like, it just, like, yeah. how did these girls have stayed a gang so long? Like, had their tactics always been, let's lure three guys at a time and then we'll attack these three as best as possible? They somehow, well, they somehow got a gun. So they have one gun and then they have, like, I think a couple knives and then the rest, the rest of it is just, like, yelling. Yelling, <laughs> yelling, throwing b- bottles at them. I mean, the guys get away pretty yeah. easily. Mm-hmm. Uh,. She, uh, all, all these girls are pretty, like, you know, I guess 70s girls, just vague ages, vague, um, what they do. Women, like you said, are the problem. Like, they, they, they're just, like, every guy is just like, alright, well, we got nothing to do. Let's try to hit on a girl. It's like, did you guys not learn from Ajax? We, we got, we got, we got a couple hours before, like, anyone shows up. It's like, how do you know? They could be, like, five minutes away, like... I think one guy in that that group was with the Ajax, right? Or I think two of the guys were. Well, it was like cowboy, who who you know is a cowboy because he wears a cowboy hat, and 
I think it's I think uh, Snow th- like those two were like with Ajax, and then like they saw him get arrested, and then they were trying to get back, and then Swan was with Mercy, and they were like walking down like the subway in, in the subway tunnels, which I'm I'm shocked there was not there wasn't anyone down in the subway tunnels like anything that like they didn't run into any problems in the subway tunnel. Well, no one thinks walking the subway tunnels between uh, yeah eight blocks or more actually. I, so, okay, and to give you an idea, I think the train station on 96 and then Union Square, it's like a couple of miles. Mm-hmm. Like, he walked that in the, mostly in the, like, like faint lighting. And so did Mercy. But, yeah, the, um, during this time, when they're thinking with their dicks, I just think, like, what up? Don't you know what's going on? These girls, they hear of you, and they're like, "Oh, great! You've heard of us." It's like that's not a good thing. Like, <laughs> well, I love Vermin. It's like, oh yeah, we are pretty cool. Like that makes sense. Like, well, Vermin didn't see. So I guess this is not like he wasn't part of that group because it's Vermin, uh, Rembrandt, and someone else that Coaches, yeah, Coachy, yeah. So I guess they never learned about Ajax's problem. Well, I don't because they don't find out because like they don't when they they get back to Union Square then like Cowboy and uh, Snow show, show back up so like, that was after they escaped the Lizzie's were like oh hey by the way like Ajax, like, Ajax got arrested and we're Swan like okay okay yeah I was just saying like because they because because the, the trio got there they get, they get, they were the first ones to Union Union Square and they're like waiting for them to, everyone else to get there see like I'm so I, I get confused like where everyone went during this time. I mean, if I paid better attention, I could probably map it out better, but yeah. some guys, here's another problem. Some guys sort of blend together. Every other member of the Warriors group sort of, like, looks alike. Yeah. I mean, Swan and Ajax, very distinct. Kochi's very distinct, because he, he has, like, his uh, you know, Native American inspired <laughs> stuff on. Cowboy wears a cowboy hat. Yeah, then, then Vermin and Fox could be the same guy. Yeah. Oh, well, Ver, Ver, I, f- I feel like Vermin's a little bit more like he's like the like the like dumb funny guy. Like he's like the comic relief guy of the, of the warrior guys. Yeah. He, he also he can't he can't remember like Frank Stallone. Kind of. But yeah, yeah, and then yes, S- S- Snow is doesn't really do, have much to do this movie. <laughs> And then, yeah, and then it's mentioned like Fox gets like, yeah, gets like unceremoniously like killed uh, fairly early on, so he's the non-factor. But the the thing is, like that train station, it just seems like cops come whenever they feel like it, right? Because it's like it's crawling with cops, it's not crawling with cops. Cops only watch the one train station, not Union. It's like you would find these junction stations and hang out in them. Because mm-hmm. it may seem like almost all the train stations now are, like, dangerous. But it just seemed like, no, only the top ones are. Because uh, they're like, okay, we can't hang out in the train station. It doesn't look good because there might be, like, rival gangs. And, you know, it's not like cell phone days and there's no online. Yeah. So them going to the hangout made sense for all those guys trying to get lured in by the Lizzie's. But yeah, like that was a clever thing to do where it's like they were like sirens and then sirens, yeah. Sirens. And then they um 
they just go back to the train station and the Lizzie's yep. don't follow. They're just like, okay, bye. <laughs> well, that didn't work. That didn't work. Yeah. That's we tried. Like, we tried. That That's where I'm like, oh, they sort of suck as a gang. At least the other gangs put up a good fight and get knocked out. The Lizzie's tried to do the, sec- the like, the seductress tactic and that was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, eventually, but eventually they all reunite. They get back to Coney Island, and it's like the, the like the found show of the rogues who, the rogues. I mean, Luther is like a like a Weasley maniac, but like he has like the, like a clever idea of like like eventually, eventually they he thinks eventually they'll get back because like he like it seems like he like has an idea of like how good the warriors are, and then so he's like he's like uh, well they're gonna get here back here eventually the Coney Island, so I'll just wait. We'll, we'll go here first, wait for them. We'll drive our like weird graffiti street rod to like Coney Island. They drive what like the monsters would drive. Yeah, it's like it's like a nineteen like thirties like car, but it's like covered in graffiti. So going back to other gangs, uh, there's the gang, the Electric Eliminators. You see yes, them wearing the yep. like yellow jackets. Yeah, cool name. They don't do anything. You know, it's another like they their production costuming is like elaborate and very eye like very eye catchy but like you don't see any of that i guess because they don't want them to fight in them just because these costumes probably cost money yeah there's also i, I don't know i'm not sure which gang they are but like the, there's like the gang that are basically like dressed like pimps oh um shoot the boppers so oh so those are the actual those, they're the boppers which is which, which is weird because like uh we were talking i think before we start, I'm not sure if we mentioned already, but like the DJ calls like at all, like he's like, she's like, hey, all all you boppers out there, get like, uh, get out, get on the, follow the warriors and get, get them. And then it's like, so like all gang member, like if you're a gang member, you're a bopper, but then there's an actual gang called the boppers. Very weird, right? I think they just yeah. got lazy. Um, the only reason that they, um, that you you know that they're the real boppers is either through the director's cut, like some sort of production note, but in the game you fight against them. Mm-hmm. So in the game, they're they're like you you know you encounter like the twenty two gangs and they have their little intro and then there's actually like um, screenshots of the promotional work. The boppers is that gang, and I don't know if that was just like uh, some sort of nod just because they ran out of ideas and just all right what have they been calling these gangs the boppers this one's a bopper too like what yeah i feel like they could be called something else like you know in my head because they like they they're called pimps like they could have been the big peas they could have been the <laughs> imps you know like they could have been the hustlers sort of like hustlers <laughs> you see like it just it doesn't take a lot of clever like wordplay it just could be very like simple but i do like these gang colors and stuff are just things you could just buy. You know, like, it doesn't seem like they put a lot of custom work in finding, like, the finest silk. I think every other guy's hat isn't the same purple. <laughs> if you look at a still of the boppers as they're introduced, like, they don't have the same color hat. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that just tells you, like, that these gangs are sort of just whatever they can cobble together and call themselves a gang. Some guys look nicer. Some guys are just whatever. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, there is a group called the Satan's Mothers. 
They, yeah, they get like a, at least they're one. Not, they're like they're like an actual like motorcycle gang. I think apparently they're like the Satan Mother's like MC. Wow. Well, they're the version of like Hell's Angels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it's something where you fight them in the game, in the game, so they get more fleshed out. Again, a lot of this, all the trivia, all of this is. Thank God for that video game and someone's uh, fandom.com page that they yeah. mm-hmm. groomed. Because the most you get for like pretty much all these gangs except for like the like what the three or f- four or five main gangs that the Royals actually fight in the movie. Yeah, it's like a it's a super brief shot of like probably in like the opening where like they're all like you see all the gangs like gangs like uh, the park, and it's just like oh who's this gang? I don't know. They're like, it's they're wearing black t-shirts <laughs> they call them the blackies like uh <laughs> we're the black tees <laughs> yeah that could have been a gang uh we'll, we'll get more into the ending where it's like when it rounds down to the final gangs um but just the fact that i think we mentioned this where one random gang member shows up to the rifts and goes, oh, I know who really shot Cyrus. Yeah. And I don't know what this guy was waiting on for all night not to get saved. <laughs> like, you know, like, that guy could have done it that day, that same hour. At, at, at the meeting, like, he'd have been like, like, if, if Luther's saying, like, oh, like, the Warriors did it, like, that, whoever that random guy was could have been like, no, it was, it was Luther, he did it. And then <laughs> Because the movie, uh, them avoiding things and all that, is they done that because this asshole took his time? Like, did he go to breakfast? This guy? <laughs> or yeah. And then they don't communicate that at all to tell the, the like, hit DJ to say, hey, stop oh, no. putting out hits. No, it's it's it's, a- it's afterwards. Like, she's like, oh, sorry about that, Warriors. That was big, it was a big misunderstanding here. Our it's, bad. It, it's Constellation. Here's this Joe Walsh song. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, and then when we get to the end, we'll talk about like how the music plays a big part in setting the tone. Well, One it's, thing it's about the Warriors movies. The soundtrack is pretty cool. It, it, it it's cool, but it's, it's also kind of odd because like there's like kind of this like synthy like score, but then it's all, but then it's, it's a lot of like like uh, yeah like but then the, the like the DJ, like the DJ who's actually I don't think you mentioned that, but is a. Uh, Lynn Thigpen, who probably 90s kids like us know best as the chief from Where Where the World's Come to San Diego, the game show. Yep. She's the um, she's, she's the DJ, yeah. Yep. And, but yeah, it's like, I mean, I guess not at the time it was a like classic rock, but now it's like classic rock. <laughs> like, it's all like, I mean, Joe Walsh, it's like, the, it's like Eagle, like he was the, like, listener of the Eagles. It's just like, it's all, it's all just like, is this really what like these these like New York City gangs like listen to like this like kind of like you know rock <laughs> like it's just all the best hits yeah just uh, mu- music you would like listen in a mechanic shop I feel like I feel like it's weird I feel like it'd be it'd be like more like uh and like R and B or like like Motown or something <laughs> like that more that like what the DJ's playing, what the like, like what that station seems to be playing, but no, they're, they're, like, I guess they're, they're like a, a current like a rock station. Like a, I guess the time would be like a modern rock station. Was nowhere to hide like a modern song at that time? That was well, I think that was like that was like, the version in here is like a cover of like I think that was like a sixties song or fifties song maybe. It was like it was like the 
I think it was like a, it was like a girl group who had like, like uh. Yeah, Martha, Martha and the Vandals, Vandellas. So it was like a '65. It was like a '60s song. I see. And then they redid it again. And, and there's, there's like a cover. There's like a cover that was in uh, the Warriors. I mean, ten year, okay, twelve year. That's still modern between '60s and '79. Like, that's yeah, still but it, but I, I see. It kind of just the five I get. I feel like, I feel like like they'd be playing like the original version, maybe. <laughs> not not like a, a, a like a cover song. True, true. More like, um, do you, you ever play Mafia Three? No, I didn't play that. Like that, like that soundtrack feels more like what, like the, the kind of like that with the Warriors Radio would be playing. It's all like, like, uh, yeah, like Motown and stuff like that. But I guess, I mean, it's probably more like Walter Hill's, like, uh, like what he likes for music. Yeah. That that makes sense. It's like especially work. when you, especially when it gets like Streets of Fire, where it's like that's like is like musical basically. It's like it's like rock opera. This is, he's 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 very big into like yeah like rock like rock and roll. But yeah, the end like the end so the, like the way everything wraps up. Uh, we get we get the the, the class the, like the iconic. Uh, Luther clinking the bottles together and doing the Warriors come out to play. And then uh, he, and, he and Swan, like, Swan challenges, like, single combat, basically. Wait, wait, and before then, we get to that, I want to talk about the part where the Warriors gear up for a final battle. <laughs> yes, and yep. it's pretty, pretty cool, because it shows you how, like, they'll just grab whatever is, like, available on hand and just find makeshift weapons. And you but think... That would be something they should have done in the halfway point in the movie, but they do this at the end. Yeah, they don't. They don't. Pick, the only weapons they pick up are like they get like the when they beat the baseball furies, they pick up their bats, and then but then it's like oh they could have just like you know ripped pipes off the wall at any point and been like all right we're we're good. It's also it's also weird like they're back at their home turf and they don't have they don't have a stash of weapons anywhere they don't have like. Like, like knives or guns or like, anything else. Well, like, they didn't get to their main hideout. I think they're still on their way to their hideout. Yeah. So they just grabbed whatever was like available. But well, Swan has Swan. Swan finds a knife, or he had a knife, or gets a knife somewhere, like a switchblade. I think he, he always had a knife, or I don't know where he picked it up either. I, I thought about that. I was like, what? Because he, he never uses it at any point until like the, the this final fight, the final, the final uh, sequence here. I do like it wasn't he was. It, it's not like a movie where it foreshadows him throwing the knife. It's never implied <laughs> he knew yeah. how to throw the knife. Yeah, that's not a skill they've like hinted at. Like, oh man, you watch out, Swan, Swan, that knife. Better watch out. Like, yeah, sw- like no one goes. Swan's specialty is knife throwing. Yeah, he's really deadly with his like. Knife skills, and 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 he can like neo matrix dodge bullets apparently from like point blank range. I want to talk about that scene. Yeah, there's a part where everyone is closely circled around in this scene, right? Luther yes. is maybe a f- two feet away from Swan. Yep, and then behind Swan is just all his friends, all the warriors. Yeah, and when Luther shoots, it doesn't seem like his his shot was like up in the air on the ground like it's just inches away from swan but behind swan is marcy and like mercy yeah like coach like they're all like how how did none of them get hit like i thought one of them would have been hit just by accident crossfire yeah. or something right it, none that bullet just 
goes to space. Because well, Swan does kind of like he does like a, like a dodge and then like does the like does his knife throw. <laughs> but it's just like man, Luther's Luther is the worst shot in the world, or the Warriors have like insane reflexes. Okay, but Luther was able to shoot kill Cyrus, Cyrus from like, pretty far away. Like, the like six row in an open stadium, maybe yeah. tenth, you know, and from the same gun. Yep. So it's not like Luther downgraded the weapon. It's not like something happened to the gun. It's just he was able. He his knifing. He got knifed in the forearm, and then like no one else starts fighting. They all the his whole rogue gang just sort of goes, oh, well, we bye. lost. Yeah, bye. The war chief to war chief rule. We we just stop everything. That's the, that's the rule. Yeah, the rules of single combat. Like whoever wins single combat, like that, that gang wins. Uh, but there is a moment between Luther and Swan where before they fight, where they look. You know, Luther's talking about the water, and then he's like, "Well, now he's on home territory." And then the sand was another strange thing because it's like we gotta fight him in the sand and just like yeah gives him sand yeah. is that is that like there's a hidden weapon is there like a gimmick about the sand and just no he just wanted to have well, like a beautiful fight it, it, it makes sense if, if, if all of them were gonna fight them and then, then like it's like oh we know we, we fought in the sand before and they haven't so like yeah, yeah. like lose their footing or something that's what i thought i thought oh it makes sense that they've been they're they're more sand fighters than than street fighting, you know, some sort of dumb line <laughs> yeah. like that. We gotta, we gotta go to, fill your pockets with pocket sand. <laughs> yeah, get, all right, like count of three, everyone do the sand pack and just fucking start kicking sand in everyone's eyes. Yep. Um, but I also like how the riffs and their hundred man army <laughs> yep. just sneak up on this crowd. Yep, and encircle them instantly. And then the Rifts waited for the perfect moment to make their 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 uh, their group known. Because uh, Cyrus too is like, "Yeah, hey, you guys are pretty good." Like, <laughs> and he's like, "Wait, you guys are just ninja train army militant guys, and half of them don't have real weapons." I think one guy had a kid I, hockey stick. Yeah, one guy every, had a golf club. So so many hockey sticks. I was just like, like the Rifts are big into hockey, <laughs> like. Yeah, in, in in the original Rifts headquarters shot, they they have like all sorts of martial art weapons. Like they have like nunchucks, yeah. they have like a bow staff, and then you go to the beach scene. And I guess they don't know how to fight in the sand either, so they just have whatever they found. And they're also they're also not wearing their geese anymore. They're wearing like just black t shirts. Yeah, I, I, it's their daytime wear. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's their casual daytime fighting attire. So. I mean, at that point, the movie's just like, let's just try to get to the end, just like the train. And um, the problem is, for me, for me, is that in the third act, they really reflect upon, like, why the Warriors even fought to keep their identity as the Warriors, because they could have easily taken off their vests and just hid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Coney Island in the 70s, still a shit show. And then Swan realizes that. He's, like, the only one that realizes that. Yeah. And then it ends with them just sort of, like... And then the next day is gonna be, like, their next adventure. What? There's, like, one... Yeah, there's, like, wandering on the beach. And then, uh... In the Walter Hill... In, in this cut, 
they have that um not a free single freeze frame it's the comic panel of them walking you see like the like their motion being played out yeah it's like three panels of them as they're going down the beach mm-hmm. uh which i think is fine i like the original one where as they're walking you see the pan out and then just sort of like i don't know having fun <laughs> it's like no they need yeah. to mourn their losses and they don't as they as they listen to in the city <laughs> yeah Apparently in the uh, one of the versions, it's just black and white. It finishes like that. There's like another movie, like version of the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. I think like another cut during that scene, it it, it becomes black and white as it starts fading out, and then you listen to it in the city. Mm-hmm. And then the comic one just looks very um, bright, and I don't mind it. Like it's not the one I grew up with, so. I have that bias, but it's okay. Uh, there's no closing or outro by Walter Hill, so it's not like it bookends that whole feel. It just sort of, it just sort of ends, and then you just kind of wish there was more because no follow-up besides the video game. You know, like for 25 years, <laughs> you know this this cult favorite movie ends, and then you're just sort of left like wanting more no one figured out how to make a Warriors movie ever. Like, I know there were rumors of remakes and and uh, possible, like, spiritual things, but we never got anything close to this. Yeah. Just just, just homages to the Warriors, not like an actual, like, not like a sequel or like a remake or anything. Right. Just like other, other things doing uh, uh, Warriors references. Including... Warriors, but... Probably... probably... What made the one of the weirdest ones is the DuckTales remake, like the DuckTales reboot, had an episode where basically it was like the Beagle Boys, but it was like Beagle Boy, it's like the Warriors, but it was all Beagle Boys, and then like, the, like the, the the nephews and Webby had like fight their way through like this like <laughs> army of Beagle Boy warriors. And I think there's there's definitely like, there's like baseball warrior, baseball fury, Beagle Boys, and like all, all the other gangs like with the Beagle Boys. I saw that episode and like wow. Oh, oh, what kid, what kid watching this knows what the Warriors is? Hardcore kid. I wish yeah. I was that cool. And then, yeah, and then obviously we mentioned John Wick, and uh, I, I think a bunch of other things that like paid homage or like had been some sort of like inspired by the Warriors. Uh, so I know this movie was made on a smaller budget and a rush production just because they were competing against another movie's release schedule, The mm-hmm. Wanderers. Yes. Which, I it's like similar premise, but completely different vibe. Yeah, the poster makes it look like Grease. And this is what they were worried it, about. It, it's it's like it's like a comedy. It's like a comedy drama movie. It's not like an act it's not like a thriller action movie. <laughs> so that, it's interesting it, that like it, that movie scared uh the production company. Yeah Paramount, they, they, Paramount was afraid. Yeah it's like we have to we have to get we have to get the Warriors out in theaters before this Wanderers movie comes out. <laughs> but uh yeah I mean any any uh any final thoughts or wrap up for the Warriors, Chris? 
Uh, I kind of wish more of the actors went on to like other bigger projects. Yeah. Uh, it, it, like in retrospect, some of these actors, it's like their first big role, and um, it was yeah, it was, it was David Patrick Kelly's first role ever in a movie. <laughs> he did amazing, you know. Yeah. For these first timers. And I kind of like, wish like it, they had something more of an action follow-up because a lot, a few of these guys, they did like more drama stuff, or they did bit characters from Walter Hill, but yeah. never to this degree. <laughs> the craziest thing is like Michael Beck, who plays Swan. Like literally, the next movie he did after this, after the Warriors, was Xanadu, <laughs> which is like hurt, just hurt total, total, total whiplash. Like, but then he was also he was, he was also in like Mega Force uh, and Battle Truck. <laughs> uh, but but then I like um, it seems like what he's like maybe what he does now is like he's like 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 like, like one of the go to like John Grisham audiobook narrators like he's done like tons of John, John Grisham novels as audiobooks. Oh, good for him. He you know who he reminds me of he reminds me of a uh, uh, like a cousin to um, uh, what's an actor with a growly voice. And he was in Three Musketeers, and he was oh in... Michael Wincott. Yeah, Michael Wincott. Like he doesn't. He looks like a like a Michael Wincott type guy. Kinda, yeah. I got that vibe, but yeah, like the the movie does seem like that they would have been like a fun gang or something to be around, right? Like their energy, the the kind of camaraderie that the Warriors movie instills in the gang is pretty cool. Uh, again, the movie has its place. I think it's bad that when at the time of release, the society wasn't ready for it. And then nearly impossible to rent. I, I could not find it at Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just maybe because the New York Blockbuster I, I went to as a kid like just sucked, so I never really got to rent this movie. It was too dangerous. You make you form your own gang and like go crazy. <laughs> I didn't have a costume budget to get everyone the same shirt and yeah. like, patches. Mm-hmm. We're the we're the I love New Yorks. <laughs> we all wear I love New York shirts. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's but, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it's definitely it's called classic. It's still great. Um, it's. Super fun watch, like it's 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 a super quick watch. I mean, it's like an hour and a half. It goes, it flies by just because like the pacing and just like we're like, it's just it's just they're constantly running. It's just it's like it's just like it's just, it just never stops. Like it's it's like um, and yeah, I mean, just so, so I, iconic moments are still like if if you if you tell someone like, can you dig it or like warriors come out to play, like they know exactly what you're talking about. Oh yeah, any action fan, I think it's a required watch just for a, it checks box a few things. Walter Hill movie, 80, like early eighties action. Um, James Raynor, uh, famous quotes. Yep. Uh, New York in the seventies. <laughs> like it, it shows a lot for this movie. Also, uh, it, it has not been affected by uh, like remakes or um on the on the like list to do because i feel like every 10 years someone has the balls to try to like ask for the rights and then they just back off 
I feel like we talked about this once in uh, one of the podcast reviews where we talked about like someone has the rights to the Warriors and we're like, oh boy, and then it disappears. Well, is this is it was it was there gonna be like a musical or something? Is that like the most recent thing that came out, or is that? I kind of remember you'd say that, like the that was like maybe. Yeah, Lin Manuel Miranda is gonna like is that trying to adapt the Warriors as like a, a stage uh, musical? I mean, first it better be in New York. This thing, this <laughs> musical, and then even then, yeah. I'm okay with the Warriors musical. These musicals don't count as like a full on remake or something. Yeah. Musicals respect the source material. As much as I think, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a fan of musicals have done well. I heard the Back to the Future one is, like, decent. <laughs> what what song is it? Like, I, I want to hear, like, the Baseball Fury song, or, like, the, like, the, like, the Warriors have, like, their intros, like, they have, their, like, intro song or something, like, introducing themselves. Or like, or like, or Cyrus's speech is instead of like a speech, is it's a it's a song it's a now. Music, yeah. yeah. It's Can you uh, it? It's it, what's that Hamilton song like? My shot. Yeah. Uh, yep. I don't know. I guess we'll I guess we'll, we'll see when that comes out, and then um, definitely, definitely. I think you mentioned it, Chris, but like, definitely, if you have not played the the Rockstar game, check that out. It's I think it's it's definitely it's still available on like PlayStation Store. I know at least uh, you can uh, you can buy it there and so it's, it's usually on sale too like it's constantly going on sale for like ten dollars or something so worth it for ten dollars a lot of content for ten dollars mm-hmm. but uh yeah so happy 40th anniversary to warriors and uh i think that'll do this week's podcast come back next week we'll be talking about another movie i think we're still trying to figure out exactly what we're going to do but come back and uh be surprised and we'll talk we'll talk about something else uh uh genre related and you can head over to the main site, check all of our views and news and articles. And uh, I got a review of Argo if you want to read what I thought about uh, Matthew Vaughn's latest movie. And we got our Gamebox 2.0 up there if you want to see what games we played in January. And we're going to have our February commentary up soon, which we watched the Jackie Chan, John Cena team up Hidden Strike. So that's, that's coming up soon uh, for the Lunar New Year celebration this month. So all kinds of stuff. Head over to the site, check all this stuff out. And uh, yeah, so for Chris, I'm Zach, and we will see you next week. For more Everything Action, head to www.everythingaction.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, at EVAction, on Facebook by searching for Everything Action, and follow us on Instagram at everything.action. You can also subscribe and get more episodes on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify.